I really like their beans. I think I just like beans. I think I've come to the realization that I suddenly just like beans, which was a good thing to suddenly like. But I did not like them like before this because we were there. Mm-hmm. And all I could think was that I wanted to be at Tia Mary's eating their beans <laughs> because Tia Mary's beans are just phenomenal. But that bean and cheese burrito is ridiculous. Yeah, I literally it sucks when I make beans at home because it's just it's not I can't make a burrito the same way that they do. And it sucks. I want to know what they use for their cheese sauce because if I can figure that out, like my, it's not that my beans aren't good. It's just that the cheese sauce is what makes that burrito so much better. So I want to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would be good. I'd be, I'd be so down for that. So because I'm nice and full, but I'm like what I had some chips and salsa and the cheese and beans and I am absolutely full. So it works. It works for me pretty well. And uh, yeah, I enjoy it. So yeah, whenever I have their burritos, I don't eat anything else for the rest of the day. Like it's just I, I'm not hungry. <laughs> if mm-hmm. I do have something, it's like maybe later on I'll have like an ice cream or a popsicle or something little like that. But I won't eat like any like I won't have another meal by any stretch of the imagination if I do it's like a snack or like a couple of bites because somebody offered something to me like but I cannot burritos beans in general are just very filling and I have not been you know overexerting physically to the point that I've had three meals a day for you know the past like two years (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is something that's really weird because it's such a you know it's such common knowledge as far as, you know, everybody in the U.S., you know, feels that you're supposed to have three meals a day. Get up, you have breakfast, you wait till around noon, one o'clock, and you have lunch, and then around six, seven, <laughs> you have dinner. And I'm like, I can't do that. I'm not hungry when I first wake up. And then I, you know, will sit there and I'll have water and I'll wake up my body slowly, like that my digestive system slowly with some water. I'll have something, you know, that's got a little bit of flavor to it. And, you know, we talked about this, like if, as soon as you give your body that um, an insulinic spike, that's when you're going to be hungry. Mm-hmm. And so like I'll, I'll wait on that as long as I can. If I'm not hungry, I don't want to force my body to be hungry. And then when I get that first, like, oh, I'm hungry, then I'll figure out something to eat. And I, you know, I, it, one of the biggest things that's so weird is for my age and my weight and everything, you know, my personal experience with my personal body is that I've realized that American portion sizes for me are so much bigger than what I need. Like, not because mm-hmm. I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh my God, like that's, you know, that's so bad for you. No, I legitimately get, if I'm eating slowly, like I'm supposed to, <laughs> I get like, maybe a quarter through like what's considered normal to eat and then I'm full and I'm done it's not I'm not even full yet it's just my body's finally like yeah no you're good and it's so weird that like we eat so quickly like that's such a normal thing so we have fast food and all these other things like it's it's so normal to eat on some kind of schedule shoving food down your throat and then you know you don't have time for your body to register it and tell you hey you're not hungry anymore you're good so it's like while snacking every couple of hours isn't healthy, eating, you know, three meals a day when you're not hungry for three meals is also not healthy. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. just weird. Like I, I can't, I'm not going to be able to eat anything else for the rest of the day because I did, I, I ate more than I should have still when we did eat. Um, I ate more of the burrito than I normally would. But it's just like, ugh. <laughs> like I don't know how there was ever a point that I was eating so much more and I it makes sense because I did you know gain a lot of weight when I did when I was forcing myself to eat three meals a day it was not it was not I gained so much weight and now I'm finally at a point where I'm like okay I think with healthy eating and the way that I'm eating right now I'm like okay this seems kind of where my body wants to be because when I'm lighter than this I start to look really weird because I look like like I, I've been seeing photos from myself from before we met and oh my god I like am concerned but I also know that I had genuinely that I genuinely was not eating I was eating in a disordered 
fashion. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say I had an eating disorder because I was never diagnosed with one. And I don't think I fall into any of those categories. But I have, was eating disordered. <laughs> so, um, but I look at those photos of me and I'm like, oh my God, like how did nobody say anything to me? I looked very unhealthy. Like I was very, very skinny and I looked not okay. I, I had deep, you know, uh, what are those called? Like just there, I had spots on my face that were like caved in mm-hmm. that shouldn't have been and all and, like on my arms and everything too. And I'm like, Oh my God, like how did I, no wonder I was always tired. <laughs> like I didn't have any, I didn't have any nutrients. I was, I was not okay. And now I'm finally like, okay, I'm eating when I'm hungry how much I feel like I should be eating, you know, s- changes depending on what I've been doing, what I want to do, what I have planned for that day. Like it all changes. And I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, with everybody's lifestyles being on a schedule, they have, you know, they force themselves to eat on a schedule. And I just, I can't, I could never go back to that because wow. Like I can't, I can't, I couldn't do that now. If I, if I had to force myself to eat breakfast every single time when I got up, I would actually be nauseous because I'm not hungry when I wake up. So it's just, it's weird that we have such a, mm-hmm. just it, everybody's so stuck on, you know, they, I mean, it's everywhere and marketing everywhere. And we've talked about them before that breakfast is super, super healthy. You have to eat it or else you can't, you know, do anything in your day. It's like, mm-mm. <laughs> which is a lie yeah the and biggest biggest lie to get you to buy more breakfast food and they actually found out the best time to eat eggs is at night not in the day <laughs> you know why why because eggs actually not only work in your digestive system but they work in the in the uh, fermentation in your body hence when you eat eggs you get gassy if you eat a lot of eggs mm-hmm. that's actually the the cultures in your lower gi Feasting away at the absolute happiness for it. Guess when move, food moves the fastest through your system? When you're sleeping? In the day. Or in the day. It moves well, the yeah. slowest in your system through when you're sleeping. When you sleep, you sleep eight hours. For eight hours, you've got that stuff working in your GI and all those happy little bugs that are inside your body that are making your body nice and healthy are thanking you with farting. I know. I... I I've known this. I've known this for so long, and I just was reading an article about it, uh, I think, on Saturday, and I was just like, <sighs> because when I was in the best shape that I was ever in, I was eating my meals backwards. Number one, I was I was never eating breakfast mm-hmm. because I was literally getting up and going to work, right? And it was like, get up, go to work, and then I would eat at work because work, I'd always, no matter where you worked, I, you know whether it was Chevy's or Denny's or any restaurant that I ever worked at, um, including uh, Brookfield's and God, everywhere, just everywhere. You always got a 40% discount on your food, right? Mm-hmm. So why that? And I didn't, I, and I didn't want to leave a bunch of food at home unless I had dates and things like that. So I would just eat at work. Well, you go to work and you work for four hours before you eat. So you get there at eight o'clock, right? And your hand, or, you know, if you're there at eight o'clock in the morning, you're not eating until noon anyways. And by the time noon would come around, you know what I would have? Hmm. I would have my, I'd have chicken and avocado. And it was like, and then dinner would come around. And you know what I would have? Eggs. I, I'd have eggs and steak. Like egg, steak, and, and a green vegetable. It was either broccoli. Um, it was broccoli, asparagus, asparagus, or spinach, right? The things I eat now, mm-hmm. right? So broccoli, asparagus, or spinach. And then go to sleep. And it was like, but I would, when I get steak, I always, I loved when I realized this, this was, was kind of funny. Um, A1 steak sauce and uh, pickle pepper sauce and everything except for Worcestershire sauce all has more sugar in it and gives it more calories than just putting an egg on it. An over easy egg on a steak is stinking delicious. Mm-hmm. You know, and I introduced you to that, right? Yeah. And well, it's you like. You introduced me to literally everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever actually had steak before meeting you. That's so weird. Yeah. Mm. Guess what we're going to have tonight. <laughs> not anything yeah no i'm kind of full <laughs> i don't know if i'll eat anything i don't know we'll see but you know that said it's like just we're eating backwards we're taught to eat backwards and then we're taught to eat crap that we should never eat the cereal aisle shouldn't exist yeah it like, really should or oh it should be one of those things that is like a topping for <laughs> ice cream with, right. or with desserts or like those kinds of snack cookies and things mm-hmm. because that's all I ever eat it as. I don't wake up and have a bowl of cereal. I have a bowl of cereal when I'm like, I want something sweet because that's what it is. And it is so weird that mind, mind shift 
being you know so used to waking up my entire life was waking up and having french toast sticks or eggo waffles or cereal and my god by you know second period every day i was exhausted i didn't want to be there i couldn't keep my eyes open everything was just awful but now that mind shift as soon as you know i started thinking of cereal as a dessert now i literally like i barely have it and it's not something like and if i do get it it's literally either a snack that I'm having towards the end of the day because I'm not hungry enough for like dinner or I'm having it as a dessert after dinner. One bowl of cereal or one just like if it's Cinnamon Toast Crunch, just having, you know, uh, one of our little smaller bowls. Mm-hmm. So we have our cereal bowls and then we have our little ones um, uh, having one of those with some in it. And it's just like, that's fine. That's good for me. My favorite cereals are Frosted Flakes, Cinnamon Toast Crunch and the life, the cinnamon life. I have those as desserts, <laughs> as snacks. That's it. So I cannot, like, I literally cannot imagine waking up every day and having that again. Like, I, again, I would be so nauseous. It is so weird how I just existed most of my life eating all of those things right, just straight mm-hmm. after waking up. We woke up, go to the bathroom, straight for the kitchen and have that. Like, how was I, I it amazes me like again I talk about all these things all the time but I keep reiterating it it's like before I met you guys I thought it was just normal for every single family on the planet to get sick at every change of season like like sick sick not like oh you got a little sniffles got a little cold like like we had to stay home from school sick and that is not normal <laughs> since living with you guys I think I could count on one hand that this whole family has gotten like actually brought down with a sickness and it's like that's crazy to me like because most of it was just because we literally didn't have an, uh, our immune system was non-existent we didn't even have orange juice we had sunny d so it's just yeah. like i <laughs> i can't even imagine like i still to this day cannot wake up and have like a glass of orange juice like that it's too sweet oh, but yeah. when i wake up that is something have i need orange. to have later have an orange yeah and i'd r- much rather have a cold fruit like, it bugs me to have, like, it's another thing that's changed. This fruit was always mm-hmm. out in a fruit bowl when we were in California and my and in my, my family. Oh, my God. First of all, you can't do that out here at all. You leave anything out, it's going to get ate by a bug. Like, <laughs> that's just, yeah. like, a thing here, which is so weird. It makes me, that's something I do appreciate <laughs> and miss a little bit about California. You can't leave anything out out here. No. It's not like we don't have... Like, it's not like we have a bunch of stuff or like we don't like we don't need pest control because it's literally useless out here. You cannot get rid of the bugs. It's not a thing. You can nobody. Nobody has pest control. Like They just all deal with it. Nobody has screens on their windows. Nobody has any of those things because they're just so used to it. We're not. So we can't leave anything out. And so but since we started putting all of our fruit in the fridge, I can't go back. Cold fruit is so much better than having, mm-hmm. like, a glass of orange juice or apple juice in the morning. Because no. that was every morning for us. We always had orange juice and apple juice in the morning because I liked both. But we would have apple juice or orange juice with our Eggo waffles or French toast sticks. And that was it. Like, that was my mornings all the time, every day for, you know, 16, 17 years of my life. That is what I woke up and had. And then I finally went, you know, maybe... maybe this isn't the best thing to be eating because i actually had a phone after that and started seeing you know what you know it it, this is where the good side of like you know the influencers and all that they're posting all the things that they wake up and they eat and i was like people eat like real food (laughs) when they get up like people make eggs like that's a thing and i saw avocado toast and i was like you know what i think i like avocados and then i tasted it and then that became my breakfast, was having a slice of a slice of toast with mm-hmm. avocado and then some scrambled eggs on it, even though I hated eggs at that point. But I was like, no, I know that the eggs are better. But immediately, immediately the effects of my body, in, uh, on my body throughout the day were different. And I was like, what? And then I moved in with you guys and you were like, you know, all these things you eat that you're, you're like so scared of everything, like getting you sick. You know how stupid that is? And I was like, what? <laughs> and then yeah. you showed me over easy eggs and I stopped getting, you know, stopped being afraid of them. And they're just so much better than scrambled eggs on so many levels scrambled eggs you know scrambled eggs mention, what's the biggest mistake that people make when they're making scrambled eggs that they have the heat way too high yep. you are not supposed to cook scrambled eggs in like 30 seconds which is another thing mm-hmm. that was completely lost to me growing up i my dad and my mom whenever they would make eggs they'd turn the pan up to seven eight when they would go and do it or if you're on a gas stove it'd be you know medium high high <laughs> and they would you you would hear the pan when you'd pour the eggs in it because that's what I was used to. That was how you made scrambled eggs. But nope, you, you want to you really experiment with something? Make scrambled eggs. 
on the lowest possible heat setting mm-hmm. in your, on your pan and watch how different they taste. Like it bugs me so much because like my aunt here, hates eggs. Here, like, here's hates here's eggs. a here's a beautiful key that I tell people: take half a tablespoon of butter, find your best Teflon pan that you have. Right, it's the only time that I'll recommend Teflon. Okay, so you take half a half a tablespoon of butter. You put the literally you put it in there so that the butter will melt, but will not brown. Then you pour in your eggs, and if you like small curds. Then you just start whisking immediately. Don't whisk with a metal whisk. If you have, if you have wooden chopsticks or plastic chopsticks or uh, melamine chopsticks, whichever you'd have, use those. Your heat should not not be enough to melt plastic. It literally takes just over a hundred degrees Fahrenheit to cook eggs. I there was it, it drove me crazy because when I worked at Denny's. They would. They, it was the same thing, right? Because it's a diner, so you're flipping the you're fl- you're flipping the eggs out. So I would sit there and because I was friends with the cook, right? I I would tell him, hey, put that burner on low for me, and then put in the butter, and then then give me over easy eggs. And people would look at my eggs and they were like, they're so pretty. Yeah. And I'm like, they're yeah. not fried. Right. They're actually they're, cooked. They're 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 what's called broast uh, broasted or bro- broached, which is like poached with butter, right? So, and it's like, and they're just delicate. And it's the same thing with omelets. There's, I make an omelet. There's an omelet that I make, and, and we've talked about it before, that the omelet is the most amazing thing that I make, right? It is sometimes probably the only reason that Kieran doesn't dump me. Um, I'm <laughs> I love you. I'm kidding. But, but it is, it's so good. But one of, what's the biggest key to it? You can't have the heat high. It's got to be very specific, and it's very slow, and it's just a patience game. Yep. And it's and it's so low, just so you know, and so everybody understands this. I put my hand in the pan. Yeah. I flip it with my hand. I open it. I de- pull it out with my hand. Okay. This is not some amazing feat of strength that I have. It is the heat is that low. It eggs. Listen, you guys have all seen this. Like people will be like, it's so hot outside. I cooked an egg on the asphalt. You can do that at a hundred degrees. At a hundred degrees, an egg will cook on asphalt. So at 120, 125, 123 degrees that your stove is on low, it's, guess what? It's cooking the egg. The slower you cook the egg, the better, the lighter, the more delicate the proteins are, right? When you get an egg and you have to chew the egg and it makes noise in your mouth. Like, okay, so last night we went to Denny's. And I'll just say this. I haven't had a moons over my hand since I stopped being homeless. I had it last night. I was expecting it to be an emotional thing, but they overcooked the eggs. So I was just like, oh, man, now I got to make one. (laughs) So, but, you know, food is natural. The more natural a food is, the better it is for you. It is better to eat a tomato than to drink tomato juice. Mm -hmm. It is better to eat an orange than drink orange juice. It is better for us to eat the greens than drink the green juice because the green juice has the fiber taken out. It has stabilizers put in. It has vegetables and things that are put in it that are natural flavors there to stabilize it. Let me just explain to everybody so everybody understands this. The celeries have nitrates in them. Celery used in things has nitrates. Nitrates are not great things for your body. Nitrates are what's in hot dogs that that contribute to colorectal cancers. So it's like, and well, that's celery. It's natural, but it's not the way they do it. But because they extract it from celery, it's considered natural, right? Anyways, we could go on and on about that, and there's no reason not to. But with that, good afternoon, and welcome to the afternoon dive on the stupid podcast on everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. Because everything's stupid. You, you stop. <laughs> no, you you didn't say it because you said everything. Everything's stupid. Yeah, everything's stupid. Okay. So before we get into the stuff that we're going to be talking about, uh, one of the things we did, we went to Denny's last night and uh, we were at Denny's last night and I decided, well, no, let me rephrase that. I did not decide I was going to have breakfast for dinner. Denny's decided that I was going to have breakfast for dinner. Denny's also decided that I wasn't going to have unsweet tea. That what what did I order? There was nothing I ordered that they didn't have or that they were out. They weren't out of. I wanted a salad. No salad. Well, how about soup out of soup? Okay, I'll take the lasagna. Last one just sold. So I had to order. It was either Moons Over Miami or Chicken Fried Steak. And Moons Over Miami was going to be one of those that, you know what? I 
I got to bite the bullet on it that it didn't didn't do it. So because it was the eggs were brown, they were way overcooked. But, you know, we ate last night pretty late, too. And it's like I I don't the the quality of food. And do you know how much that was last night? Mm-mm. Just guess. Sixty bucks. Eighty five. Okay. So imagine if everybody would have gotten that $4 smoothie on top of it. That was not a $100 meal. Like, it wasn't. I was just thinking about that. I was like, you know what we could get for $100 and we still can? Mm. We could go get a nice two-pound Wagyu roast and bulgogi, which uh, I am missing. I want bulgogi. Oh, I got bulgogi. I got it today. <laughs> so, but... Bulgogi, if, if you've never had bulgogi, I, you are missing out. And that was something else that you'd never had before me, right? I, honestly, I don't know, because I had Mongolian barbecue a lot. That's because my dad liked, uh, the, it was one of the biggest places out in Sacramento. Okay. But we went there a lot. We also went to Peony Palace a few times. So I, I, I can't say that I haven't, mm-hmm. because I don't know. But... I don't remember <laughs> before you, so gotcha. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways, the the point to last night, we were sitting and we were eating, and then Kiki looked up at the TV and said to me, she goes, wait, did you hear about Hunter? What did you see about Hunter Biden? What's he set to do on Wednesday? Um. I don't know. It was pleading guilty to something, but it wasn't what we wanted it. Misdemeanor tax crimes, right? Okay. So something was hitting me weird, and it was all looking weird again, and everything was catching me weird, and I'm going, wait, something's going on. Because once again in trending on Twitter, which I refuse to call X, I don't know what's going on, and I'm not going to fall for it because I'm not trolled. Um, But... We have this country music song that has absolutely that, that Kiki read the lyrics to. Is it a racist song? No. Do you see any undertones of racism and lynching? And no, no. no but it, everybody's talking about that, or everybody's talking about the fact that Texas has, um, you know, these buoys that are in the water that are basically there to deter people from crossing the the rivers illegally, which Texas has a sovereign right to do. It's in the state constitution. So nice try. Um, and, and, and they're talking about the homeless again. They're talking about all this stuff. And I'm sitting here going, okay. So at about six o'clock this morning, I'm like, they're, they're deflecting. Something's being distracted. So guess what? I had to dig around and find out. Mm. You ready? Mm-hmm. And this happened last week. Hunter Biden's former business partner, Devin Archer, agreed to testify this week that Joe Biden was deeply involved with their business dealings overseas, attending meetings both over the phone and in person. He is set to testify this week. Archer will confirm a meeting Hunter Biden set up with senior Burisma executive Vadim Pusharsky, who who urgently approached Hunter. Hunter then called his father on speakerphone to introduce him to the Ukrainians. Archer will also confirm how Joe Biden was used as leverage during a meeting between Pusharsky and Russian billionaire Yelena Baturina, which, by the way, just so you guys know, I spent time to get those names right, <laughs> and her husband, former Moscow mayor Yuri Luskov. I, this is set to happen. This guy is they they they. This is this is the beauty of this guy, and I want you everybody to understand this. Devin Archer. If you guys go look back, they tried to discredit credit him as a disgruntled business partner. And then he showed up with all of the documentations, emails, paper docs and trails and everybody shut it down. It stopped being talked about talked about on the media in a big way. And originally he wasn't willing to admit all of the stuff. He's like, hey, I got stuff I want to hand over. I don't want to get in trouble for this stuff. And they're like. Then he showed it all, and oh my gosh. Meanwhile, despite all of this, Joe Biden is still saying 
that he had nothing to do with this. He had nothing. Uh, there's a video of him getting in Peter Ducey's face, calling him a liar. When Peter Ducey's like, you realize that he is going to testify. They, everything that they said is, is being proven to be a lie. It's ridiculous. And I'm trying to be centrist on this stuff. And we have been centrist because we've talked about the shortcomings of the Republican Party. Right. Mm-hmm. Half a heartbeat. We absolutely do. But we, we listen to the song and, I, and I'm sorry. It's like nothing. We see nothing about this. We were listening. We, I listened to the song. I'm not going to buy it. It's not my style. But I listened. I listened to Jason Aldean's song. You know what I heard? I heard you could have taken out what he was talking about with a small town and put in the words crest or any ghetto. And you would have had the exact same thing because in our crest, you come into our neighborhood, people would, would drive through our neighborhood. They go to peel out. People get pissed, right? People go into our neighborhood and try to commit crimes. People reacted. People went in. We had somebody that lived in our neighborhood who assaulted one of the children there and they got disappeared. I didn't say what the color of the skin was of the assaulter. I didn't say what the color of the, uh, was the color of the people that made this person disappear. We didn't care. You know where they care about color? Prison. That's it. And as long as I'm not in prison, I don't care about color. But, you know, it's hilarious because CMT remove, uh, was, you know, um, it was, was trying to say, oh, we're going to remove Jason Aldean's music and blah, 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 blah. And, and if you actually go to um, Billboard right now mm-hmm. uh, and you go to their charts, guess what? No publicity is bad publicity. Oh, but but guess what? All of a sudden, they the their top they they have their top lists their their chart toppers, right? Mm-hmm. They have it for pop. They have it for um. They have it for rap. They have it for Latin. They have it for. Um, global and guess which one suddenly doesn't exist anymore country country that's crazy but if you go ahead and type in billboard.com slash or go to one of the other ones and you look up at the url up top you'll see it says billboard.com slash c slash which stands for charts slash music obviously and then you'll see like slash pop right or slash rock Mm -hmm. um, or slash alternative and you take that and you put in country Boom. Guess what pops up? The list for country. Yep. And guess who's got number one? Jason Aldean's small town. So go figure. But all of a sudden, you know, they're trying. There's nothing racist about it except to racists. So shut up, all of you. And do you disagree with that statement at all? No, I think that it's stupid that we're trying. Look, we listen, We live in a world right now where everybody is just trying to look out for their own, which mm-hmm. is exactly what I see when I when I read the lyrics to that song and when I listen to that song. Yep. We have been exposed to Southern hospitality since moving here, and I feel like that's exactly like that is small town in the South, no matter where you are in the South, where you know whether you're in Texas, where you know you've got a lot of different people, whether you're in Georgia, where there's a whole lot more black people than people like to mm-hmm. admit to, and the same thing with Louisiana, there's a whole lot of black culture down there. All of them listen to country music, all of them, yep. and I feel like every single small town in all of these places that is their theme song. It's literally how that's just how it is down here. It, I mean, my god. There was this this horrible thing that had happened to one of these kids that was out here. He was he was like freshly eighteen or just turned nineteen, and we didn't hear about it because like we were around when it happened or anything. It was like maybe you know a few months before we actually moved out here and got into all of the online groups. But they still have um, a big huge billboard for him every single time that we drive out uh, to Dallas. There's a smaller county. It was a bunch of stuff that happened to this young boy who was arrested for something he had never done. Mm-hmm. Not once. Not, nobody. There was so much that had gone wrong with it. And everyone in this town that was absolutely for signing the petition, going after it and making sure. And like, everybody was so up in arms about it because that is how it is down here. There, yeah. there is nothing but support for people. I mean, it, obviously there are times when those things cra- clash because you have, you know, your smaller clicks amongst all of that. But for the most part, something happens down here that is outside of, you know, the people that live here that, you know, is being brought here. 
everybody's going to stand mm-hmm. up and make sure that that thing does not stay a thing. Everybody wants things to change down here. Yeah, it's not the most perfect place in the world, but you know what? Everybody out here watches out for their own. And I think that that is a value that we could really use a lot more of these days because we're so keen on all the things that, that are going on being, you know, a fight that's bigger than us and bigger than me and bigger than that. I really think you need to stop and turn in inwards to your families, whatever, whether that's chosen or blood. I don't care. But you need to have a core that you are watching out for. And if those people, you know, if that core turns into a village, then that's amazing. But you need to protect that village. Stop letting outsiders destroy your worldview because, you know, you're just letting them, which is what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. We are letting outsiders destroy the worldview of everything because, what, it's a different viewpoint? Well, obviously, they're going to have special interests because that's all that any of it is. We're, we're over here doing all the things that we're doing right now because everybody else is telling us to do it. Nobody is sitting here, uh, there, or not nobody, but there are there's a very small amount of people that are fighting for all of this, you know, racial injustice, you know, being put into the ground and da-da-da-da, but everybody else is just doing it because those few people are loud enough that they're telling you that you should, and that's why you're doing yep. it. All these, you know, I'm sorry to say it, but most of these white people are not fighting for black lives because... They felt like black lives needed to be fought for, but because they're being told that they're racist if they don't fight for it, which, oh, well, I'm not racist, so obviously I have to do it. You can't win that battle. Right, because, because then you do, and, and here's what happens, is when white people try to fight for black people, even if they're, if they're right or they're misguided, then they get told, stop talking about us, you're white. Yeah, stop talking for me. Stop doing this. Right. That, like, it's just, I, I just don't. What I see in that song is in the world that we're living in right now, a very good family value Mm -hmm. that if you show up in a tightly knit group of people, (laughs) then you start trying to wreak havoc everywhere in that tightly knit group of people that that tightly knit group of people is going to fight back Mm -hmm. because they're going to be looking out for them for each other. So you that's what I hear when I hear that song is not, you know, oh, man, small town and, you know, southern, you know, southern state that's going to be, you know, looking out and not wanting black people to show. That's not what I hear at all. I'm not hearing, oh, man, they're going to lynch the black people because they don't belong here. That's not what I hear at all. I hear a bunch of people that are sick and tired of others showing up and trying to change the way that we've been running things that has worked Mm -hmm. (laughs) and trying to change the way that our values are because they disagree because that's not how it's supposed to be. That's not, it's not how it works. Yeah, sure. We can debate, we can argue and we can agree to disagree, but don't try to change my lifestyle because you think that yours is so much more right than mine. That's not how it works. What you guys are doing and you're out there, you know, having your fun, as long as you're not making victims of other people, I don't care. The moment you make a victim of somebody, I don't like you. The moment you make a victim of somebody that I deeply care about, now you're my enemy. <laughs> and yep. that's what I hear in that song. <laughs> so. And, and what is that in Latin? I don't know, Victor. Because that's what we live. And I think more people just need to live that. Like, and then, you know, they're talking about just. The bar, you know what? This is what I, what I think. Everything that they're trying to push is the stuff that's that's succeeding huge. They tried Sound of Freedom, right? They try they tried everything they can to make that movie not exist. Guess what? Number one movie so far. Congratulations, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, try that in a small town. Number one song so far. The the push has gotten the YouTube videos and everything so much views and and his shows are now selling out and for anybody thinking well yeah that's just racist america it's not somebody came and took a picture of i guess his last show was i don't i remember what it was it might have been vegas or whichever guess what that was a very rainbow group of people it doesn't fit their narrative it doesn't fit a narrative right Mm. and it's like so it's just it's amazing to me just where we're at and and it's like and all this stuff that we have that's just so distractive and why is it all so distractive why is you know justin jones in tennessee a state representative sitting there and and crying about it now for anybody who says that name sounds familiar justin jones was one of uh the two congress people or two state representatives i'm sorry who was kicked out and sanctioned by state for you know uh, in April, when he screamed and yelled and, and on, a, on a protest on the Tennessee House floor, 
and we had to wait basically a week after he was expelled before he could be reinstated. And they were just like, hey, look, you're not going to do this. And this is the thing. The louder people yell and scream, I want to buy this song, not because I like this song, but because I'm sick and tired of this agenda of crap that people are throwing down everybody's throats and what you have to do, what you have to say, what you have to support. I don't have to do jack. None of us have to do squat. It's like if we sit there and we say, hey, you know what? I don't agree with this. Cool. But if I sit there and I'm like, yeah, I don't agree with this. But then you're going to shove it down my throat and say, oh, you need to be, you know, absolutely charged about this. And that's that's the thing. It's like, hey, you know what? This song isn't. Wow. This this song promotes lynching. Okay. What? Okay. You know what it promotes? Yeah, it promotes literally stopping criminals from being able to do crime. For you to sit there and assume or make the statement that it must be racist. Just think about more like you're the racist. Yeah. What are you saying? And making the connection between crime and people of color. Whoopsie. Yeah. And that's exactly it. So that just that just baffles me. Hold on here. My mic is fighting me. There we go. So that just baffles me that people are okay with this kind of crap. (sighs) Anyway, so we got a couple of relationship things. Yes. Let's let's deflect off of this crap. But yeah, guess what? Joe Biden is pissed off because Devin Archer is going to be coming in. And if you if you want to see it, go go look up. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on Twitter. Um, I'll put it on our Twitter. As a matter of fact, I'll quote the retweet. I'll retweet and quote this right now. There you go. Okay. And uh, he is yelling in his face. How dare you? Like, I thought this doesn't lie. Blah, 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 blah. It's, it's incredible. So anyways, go ahead. Uh, this is uh, titled, I, 29 female, just got married to someone I really love, 31 male, but they suddenly changed right after the wedding. I am devastated right now. So my husband and I were dating for about one and a half years before we got married. We just seemed perfect for each other. Not that either of us is perfect, but we're a really good team. Had common interests and goals in life. Same sense of humor, communicate well, and encouraged each other to be better versions of ourselves. One night before getting married, we put all our goals on on paper. We both agreed to to them together and started to save up for them these goals included having kids and starting a family traveling to different places getting a boat since he's really passionate about sailing and i want to support him and like it too getting a nice house by the water etc so up until about a month after getting married we were both talking about um talking about planning and when the best time to get pregnant would be he even suggested we start trying the next month well a month goes by and it slips out during a conversation that he doesn't want kids anymore due to him not making enough money mainly but then after i debunked that since we both make decent money he says he just doesn't want them and doesn't want to be a dad in addition all the plans we made together turned into him quitting his job and sailing the world in a sailboat alone with his dog for the rest of his life i was okay with voyaging and sure maybe even taking a year off here and there but becoming a sea bum it just sounds absolutely depressing so i've been crying for the past week or so non-stop for context i'm catholic and he is christian and we took traditional vows including being open to life he's gaslighting me telling me i'm overreacting and it's not a big deal there's plenty of of other stuff to do in life than raise kids people change he also said he came to this conclusion over time but that's a lie since he was suggesting we start trying not even a month ago i feel like such an idiot how can you do that to someone and act like it's not a big deal that's a major decision you make before marriage plus setting flames to all of our plans except his boat i'm trying to tie i'm going to try and talk to him more some more and but if he doesn't change we'll seek an annulment hoping he'll snap out of it any advice on how long i should wait for him or if any guys on here went through a similar phase right after getting married okay so did say she said how old he was right 32 31 she's 29 he's 31 okay man this is this is i'm trying to figure out the best way to Number one, people change. That's that's just that's a given. All right. People people are going to change things. Things change. Relationships change. Relationships have evolved. But. At the same time, we're not talking about that. He's like, hey, you know what? I kind of want to not eat popcorn and I'd really like to not have it around the house. He's talking about, hey, let's just leave. Let's just uproot and 
radically move everything. Mm-hmm. This is that's that's a slightly <laughs> different different thing, and I just I don't. You don't wait. You don't here here. The longer that you let toxic thoughts, toxic actions, toxic um, behaviors manifest in somebody, the stronger that they're going to become. So you, my opinion, you don't, you don't sit and you don't wait. You just sit there and say, uh, no, this is what we're doing. This is not what we agreed to. I don't agree to this. I don't want this. And find a different solution. You don't sit there and it's like, my my God, how, I think Amy and I, Amy and I tried once we decided we were going to have kids, which was a long decision. At first we were good not having kids, right? Mm-hmm. Then we decided after years, like, okay, we're going to have kids. Okay. And we had two. And it was like, okay, we're done. You imagine if, like, if I came to Amy right now, like, hey, we need to have another kid. God, no. No, that's ridiculous. And could you imagine if I looked at you and said, hey, Kieran, I know we got this house and everything. You know what? I want to sell it. And uh, we're just going to go live in the truck. Absolutely not. No, you're going to sell all the stuff, everything that, that, that I've bought you over the last four years, everything that you've gotten for yourself over the last four years in this house and all of that. We're going to get rid of all of it. And uh, we're just going to live in the truck and just live a trucker's life. Mm-mm. How long would you let me entertain that thought? I wouldn't. There you go. So, okay. Your opinion. Honestly, it sounds like he wanted to trap you. It sounds like he wanted you to be his personal piggy bank while Mm -hmm. he went off and, you know, sailed the world alone and without you. (laughs) Because a lot of people will say what they, you know, think that their partner wants to hear until they're trapped because a lot of people, you know, make the decision that once they're married, they, that's they're never going to get a divorce, no matter what happens, and da da da. da. Like they, a lot of people do that, and a lot of people will test those boundaries because they want to know if they've actually caught somebody that's going to put up with their BS until the very end. And you know, that sounds exactly like what he did to you. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, told you all the things you wanted to hear because for him to just, it's not like he sat there and was like, you know what? I know you said that we should have four kids. I want two kids. I know I said that before that four sounded great, but I just, I don't know, maybe, you know, let's have the two and then we'll like, you know, readdress the problem when we get there kind of thing. Like, that's not what he's saying. He said, oh my gosh, yeah, I want to start a family with you. I want to do all these things. The boat, and we got brought that up. Yeah, that's an amazing idea. want to get a house by the water. Da, 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 da. And he's just suddenly changing it to no, I don't want any kids. No, I don't want to buy a house. I want to just go live in the boat. Oh, you don't want to come with me? Then I guess you could stay. Like, that's what? That is not a marriage. That is not being in love with you. That is not in any way, shape, or form a healthy thing to just suddenly swap up. Yeah, people change after marriage, but not like that. <laughs> that is That was planned. That was literally that he doesn't just swap all of that because he just like, oh, I just had a change of heart. Like, no. Again, it's not like he said in the beginning, like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we should have one kid. And now he's like, well, I just think, you know, maybe we should have two. Like, that's not what it is. He went from, I want to start a family with you, move to these places. We should start trying to have a kid now to, yeah, I just don't want any. No, I, it's not up for debate. I literally don't want any. I don't want to be a dad. Mm-mm. Well, it's because of money. Oh, well, you know, we don't we have enough money. Oh, well, I just I just don't want kids like so he tried he tried to make an excuse for it and you shot that excuse down because it was bs and then he just you know the truth came out so the truth is here you leave him there is no world that he is going to be he's not going to change back it's not a phase this was how Mm -hmm. it was the entire time and you got caught in a web of lies that he was just feeding you so that you would marry him so yeah that's that's how i feel there's no world where i would believe anything else because that's that is a big life thing that he just like up and decided also you guys were only dating for a year and a half i'm sorry mm-hmm. that that's not a very long time before marriage if you guys seemed like a great you know it, like you were in a great relationship that's fine but you should have thought about that still more but now it's too late and i need to get out of it because it's obviously it's not gonna just get better it's not how things that are that drastic work so yeah that's, that's yeah, a hundred percent agree. Like seriously, that's yeah. Uh, 
And we're not talking about he wanted to paint the bedroom a different color. Yeah. Let's like just just understand that. That's crazy. So, okay. So this one is titled, My Wife's Friend Answered the Door in Her Underwear. The other day, I, 35 male, went to pick up an item my child had left over at a friend's house. My wife is very good friends with the child's mother, who's 37 female. Um, we have had them over for gatherings and have also been to their home. When I went to retrieve the item my son had left, she answered the door in her underwear wearing an opened button-down shirt. I was surprised since I had never seen her like this. She told me to come in and didn't seem alarmed at all. She didn't even attempt to close the button on down the button down her shirt. She then walks over to the desk and bent over to pick the, up the item, the back of the button down, rising, exposing her butt. The item was not on the ground, and I felt like it was excessive to bend over so far. She handed me the item and then naturally just asked me what we had planned for the day. I answered politely, but kept it short. Am I crazy, or was the interaction intentional? I spoke to my wife about it, and she said she probably thought I was going to pick it up. Don't flatter yourself, but I don't know. She wasn't alarmed for me to see her like this, but I feel like it was intentional, and I feel like she was trying to keep me there longer by talking with me. If the roles were reversed and it was her husband and my wife, I don't think I would be so happy about it. Yeah, no, bullshit. No woman ever does anything like that subconsciously or without a fucking, uh, I'm sorry, wow, without an effing agenda, okay? That's that's absolute BS. I have had, okay, There, there's three scenarios, and I've been in these three scenarios, so this is why I get heated on this one. So I had a girlfriend, and her sister, her sister tried this crap, right? Like I, she was like, Hey, can you run to my house? I need somebody to get my books. And I was like, yeah, no problem. And so I ran, ran to her house to get books. I knocked on, uh, knocked on the doorbell. They had a camera out front. It was like, and it was no, it was a long time ago. It was not like a ring or anything. It was a camera camera. Right. And it was mm-hmm. above their door, rang the doorbell and the intercom pops up. And she's like, she's like, Oh, Hey Joey. And I'm, I'm like, Hey Susie, Dawn forgot, fought, forgot her books. I need to uh, get her books for her. She goes, oh, okay, come on in. Doors open. And I'm like, okay, I thought nothing of it, right? Mm-hmm. Then Susie comes walking down the stairs, and she is wearing a shirt. Ju- I mean, like, literally what you're describing. It was a, it was a white button-up shirt that wasn't buttoned up, had white panties on, was coming down. I literally immediately averted my gaze, and I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know you weren't dressed. I can wait outside. No, you're fine. I'll get I'll get the books. And it was like, no, nah, I'm going to wait outside. And so I go outside a couple of minutes later. She gives me the books and she's like, God, I didn't think you were a prude. Like, it's just a body. And I was like, uh-uh. found out later that Don did that to, quote unquote, test my loyalty. Right. And it's like and that's your sister. Number one. Number two. It's like that was that was planned. That is absolutely not something that just casually happens. Even in this house, none of us do that when other people come over. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no. So, mm-mm. nope, that is that is not a normal situation. And yeah, can you imagine like uh, what if 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 I sat there and I said, hey, you know what? Hey, can you go grab this from Bobby real quick while you're out? And Bobby answers the door, you know, in a speedo. <laughs> Right. I know you wouldn't, Bobby. And I know you listen. That's why I'm messing with you, brother. You know, and if Bobby answered the door in a speedo, would you be like, OK, yeah, no. Would you, would you believe him if he said it was no big deal? Just a natural thing. God, no. Right. <laughs> there is no way this was done without a plan or an agenda. And whichever it is, it's disgusting. It's garbage. See, yeah, I, I hate this because now you put it's yellow isn't it it's it's yellow oh it's red oh we want red speedo wow bobby you minx (laughs) all right so yeah so okay (laughs) but get that out of your thought your brain but do you agree yeah no it this is really weird of a thing i think that this is just I, I, I wouldn't go as far to say that, like, the wife had planned this with the friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can understand the wife's nonchalance about it because I feel like the wife is like, well, no, I trust you. But, like, that, you know, but I, I can understand the wife not really getting on you about it because I feel like 
if you guys are in a very solid marriage, <laughs> then I feel like her reaction was probably completely internal. And if that wasn't planned and she's now upset and she's not going to take it out on you and she's going to talk to the friend outside of it and you're going to hear nothing about it. And suddenly you're never going to see that wife mm-hmm. or that friend <laughs> being and anything short of long sleeves and jeans around you because of what she did. I, there's nothing that normal about that. Like I just, ugh, I just, you guys are friends and you guys are obviously friends to a certain level. And I don't understand thinking something like that is normal because it's not, it's disrespectful. And there's no world where it's like, yeah, no, you knew that this person was coming over and you just answered it. And yeah, you're saying, Oh, she bent down unnecessarily far. And I was like, yeah, no, that was, that was intentional. There it is mm-hmm. inappropriate mm-hmm. to be, you know, in anything less than normal clothes, <laughs> if you have a friend coming over. So, you know, I, I, when I was in the best thing- shape of my life, I never answered my door without a shirt. And I, we're talking about best shape of my life. I didn't answer the door without a shirt because I didn't know who it was and I didn't want to make anybody uncomfortable. And if I knew who it was, like if it was one of my roommate's girlfriends, I didn't do it because I didn't want them to be uncomfortable. It just wasn't appropriate. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I can that uh, that I would have uh, said in the friend's defense was if she opened the door and went, oh, and like, you know, shut it and was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that was you. And like went to go put on something else or whatever. Like then I would have understood. But the fact that she was just like, yeah, no, it's whatever. Oh, yeah. Come on in. Yeah. Let's you know, let me grab the thing for you. And, you know, bent down, picked it up, walked back over. Here you go. Oh, so, you know, what are you guys doing today? Like, no, this is not a time for conversation. I pay- came to pick it up. I picked it up. Goodbye. You are not dressed. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I would have been just as uncomfortable so it's like I it wouldn't even have mattered if it was my friend if I open the door (laughs) if somebody opens the door and I'm coming to pick something up and you're not dressed I'm going to be taken aback (laughs) because I'm not expecting to open the door to somebody not being dressed (laughs) I'm gonna just be honest it shouldn't be a thing that anybody should expect so I just yeah, I'm I'm sorry because yeah, you're now in an awkward position where now that's an image in your head and you don't want this to be an image in your head. You're happily married, obviously, because you're mm-hmm. posting about this being like, dude, is this just normal? Am I like wrong for it? No, you're not. You didn't do anything wrong. You were uncomfortable with the situation. You need to tell your wife, hey, listen, I'm not saying that she did anything on purpose. You know, I know that first conversation was me trying to, but I just wanted to say... I, it made me uncomfortable because I'm in a relationship with you and, you know, I trust her and I feel like that's just a little disrespectful because I am in a relationship and I don't want to see that. And I was just coming over to pick something up really quick and she should have been able to have that patience and that respect for me to be able to put, you know, some pants on real quick, button the shirt up, anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It, it just it doesn't sit right with me either. And I really hope that something, you know, is something you know changes because you know you did the right thing you you know didn't act on it so good for you you told your wife immediately after yeah. so good for you you know i just don't don't stress on it too much but if it happens again bring it up every single time it happens immediately after so that if it is a pattern and she is trying to hit on you mm-hmm. your wife can know because that means you need to no longer be friends with this person <laughs> so yeah that's that's my that's yeah my point. no and, and and the thing is is even if your wife is okay with this and you're not that should be enough right if if you sat there and you were like yeah he came to the door and he was in a speedo i'm like oh it's okay to me you saying it's not okay to me joey should be enough for me to to be like hey bobby yeah don't do that again Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that doesn't matter. It doesn't because you have things. Look, you have things that I will no matter what we fight and what are, whatever our arguments are, things that I will never go to that I will never dismantle. I will never use. I will never um, belittle. I will never play down. Right. Because you've had something happen to you that was horrible and there's just no other way around it. I w- c- could you imagine if I had to play that down? no would you imagine if i like just yeah don't worry about it you know you had a situation where you felt the same thing for the same same situation like he told me to come in the house not not you know i'm just saying if somebody's like and you have heck you had it at a guy yesterday at walmart right the guy that works at spirit 
you came booking over to me. You're like, this guy is creepy, tall. He bugs me. I don't like him. There's a vibe I get from this guy. I've, you've talked about this guy before. And you came booking over to me when I was over looking at uh, mouthwash. Remember? I Yeah, I didn't think that that's what I was. But did I question it? Did I <laughs> no. belittle it? Did I put it down? Did I was like, you're overreacting. Go over and say hi. Right? Or any crap like that. No. So, yeah, I'm just. This, no, because we made it not a big deal. Because we were just like, okay, no, it <laughs> just doesn't happen. So, all right, what's next? Um, this is the last one for okay. the day. It is an Am I the A-Hole? And I wanted this one because I personally, uh, I know it's probably awful, but I find this absolutely hilarious. It's Am I the A-Hole for pre-gaming my wife's dinners? My wife and I are both 32. Since we got married and moved in together five months ago, my wife has simply not made nearly enough food for me. This is not a kind of situation where I'm constantly agitated at her for incompetence or anything like that. I would be more than happy to microwave a burrito. I'd be more than happy to whip up a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but I can't. My wife has, every single night of our marriage, done the same thing. She'll make me a tiny dinner. I'm talking like a Chinese chicken salad with 30 grams of chicken and 10 leaves of lettuce arranged fashionably with dressing. When I finish eating, I'm still hungry because... Because for a 230 for a 230 pound man who works a physical labor job, it's just not enough food. At first, I tried to openly communicate with her, but she always took it horribly. She would adopt a thousand yard stare and then begin talking about how in incompetent she is and how she can't even make her husband a proper dinner. I'd try to calm her down with, oh, honey, that's not the case. I just eat too much or don't worry about it. I can make a bit more. I'd be I tried to be overwhelmingly positive. It never helped. She would always just get incredibly disappointed in herself, cry and or take it out on me. Then she would make the exact amount the following day. After the communication route fell, failed, I tried to eat her dinners as is. It became hard to sleep at night due to hunger, and I lost seven pounds in the first month. Eventually, I figured out my own system. On my way home from work, I started swinging by a fast food restaurant and getting myself a burger. Mm. I would basically pregame her meals with some more calories. I figured it was a win-win, as what she doesn't know can't hurt her, and I could have my fill of food. I would eat on my way home, walk in the door, pick up at the salad or quinoa or homemade mac and cheese she made, compliment her for her delicious cooking, and later dispose of the wrappers discreetly. Two days ago, I was on my way home and in line at a drive-thru. My mother-in-law was coming out of the restaurant. She ran over and greeted me. I asked her in a humorous way not to tell, our, not to tell her daughter where she saw me because... Uh, she'd take it badly and she agreed but then she narked on me anyways I got home to a furious wife who demanded details when I provided the truth she got extremely angry and looked legitimately hurt I'm not good at handling confrontation and feel like I betrayed my wife in some way was I wrong here no okay um, I, just, I still I still think this is funny yeah. <laughs> like, like you, 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 <laughs> let, let, let me let me see if I've got this whole story straight okay my wife makes a certain amount of food. So my wife and I eat the same amount of food. My wife is 100 and whatever pounds. I'm 200 and whatever pounds. My wife wants me eating the same amount of food as her, but I work a physical job all day. I can't sleep at night. It's going to affect my productivity. So you know what? No problem, baby. You want to make up this amount of food, and that's cool by me. I'm going to stop by McDonald's. I'm going to grab myself a McDouble. I'm going to pop that. I saw your mom, and I was like, hey, don't say anything. You know, it's jokingly, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have just sat there and just had the conversation and then see how that fell because I'm not going to ask my mother-in-law to not tell my wife something, right? That's weird. So that's probably the only thing that you did that I would say, mm, I just wouldn't have said squat. Um, you know, and it's like, and then she sits there and she's like, well, what do you do? Babe, I told you I needed more food. I haven't been able to sleep properly. I don't want to lose my job. So I grab something and I eat it when I'm on my way home. You're cooking for us, but that doesn't mean it's all I'm going to eat. Would you rather I just had a heavier and bigger lunch? Like I'm eating when I'm hungry, but it's like, you know, if you're, let's see, 235 pounds, let's go with, you've got to be six foot two, six foot three, you know, you're in good shape. You know, and uh, yeah, I don't I don't think you are. I think you found a solution and your wife is pissed off that you didn't adhere to her solution. And you just found a way that made you not fight about it. Yeah, I would have straight up come home and just made my own food at that point. Mm -hmm. But, you know, no, I don't I don't think you are. I, I, I think you're fine. Anyway, you. <laughs> I think that it's hilarious that she's getting this mad about it because mm -hmm. it's really not that big of a deal if you're literally eating her food anyways. <laughs> like, I couldn't imagine. I, 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 no, I just, 
it's just dumb. Like, it doesn't hurt my feelings when we make something for dinner and it's not enough for you and you have to go make something else. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't imagine being upset about it every day. And we don't even make your, you food every day. Right. Like, I literally could not imagine being so upset and then being like, I can't even cook my husband dinner. I'm such a failure. Like, <laughs> get over yourself. You make more food or shut up. Like, mm-hmm. you can't. Like, either this is, like, he's not that tall, and he is, you know, overweight, and sh- this is her way of trying to be, like, you need to lose weight without telling him that he needs to lose weight. Right. And it would just still rude. Yeah, bro, <laughs> because- if, if, if you're, like, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, and 235 pounds, guess what? It's just, if she, if for some reason she thinks that you are overweight and that you need to lose that weight and the only way that you're going to lose it is if you eat on her diet and da 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 then you know she needs to find a better way of actually having a conversation about it because mm-hmm. then if she has a conversation then she can learn hey uh you may think that but i'm all brute strength because i have a physical labor job so while you may see that i am overweight if everything else in our life is perfectly fine, I don't see how it's a problem <laughs> because that is the same thing that I have said for like ever. If you are overweight and you are tired and you can't get through your day and you can't do a single thing without feeling like you need to eat this, that, or the other, and you're eating, you know, five, six, seven thousand calories a day, mm-hmm. then yeah, you've got, you've got a problem and that needs to be changed because your health is now at risk. But if you're overweight by the doctor's standards, but you could still do everything perfectly fine and you're happy and it's not affecting any other part of your life then you're literally fine i don't care what the doctor says if you are fine and your you know energy levels are fine the foods you're eating are still healthy you're still getting a good amount of exercise you're not having any physical you know things that are happening because of it like you're not struggling to get in and out of places and do all these things then who cares (laughs) like literally who cares so it's just i could not imagine her like those are the only two things that i see is her Mm -hmm. she's just extremely ignorant and thinks that you are you know oh my god you're overweight but you know it's just it's fine when really you're perfectly fine or you're she thinks you're overweight because there is some kind of an issue and she just doesn't know how to tell you that and that's her way and her being angry and everything and taking it out on you is her hoping that you'll catch on for some reason because that's that's all that i hear i literally cannot imagine any other situation where she's just feeding you super small portion sizes just for fun like and right. thinking you're a horrible person for eating other food and like, 10 pieces just, of spinach is just that's, that's not, a joke well, yeah, that's, you know what that is that's me, what i put under my steaks that's a joke yeah like that you know what that is we put that under the sushi and we kind of ignore it because we're eating the sushi mm-hmm. like i could not imagine that no. being a meal like yeah so she needs some help <laughs> and you need to have a serious conversation with her by confronting her and saying, listen, you're not allowed to do any of your breakdown. I'm such a horrible person stuff <laughs> because that's not what this is about. This is about this particular issue. Don't take it to 17 other things. Don't do, oh, I can't even take care of my husband. I don't want any of that. Right. I'm going to tell you right now what the you're making me for dinner is not okay. So either you're going to change your portion sizes or I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing and you're going to get over yourself. That's it. Those are your only two options because there literally is no other option. I'm not going to starve myself so that I don't hurt your feelings. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. That's not how the world works. Get over it. So, yeah, no, I just think that's hilarious. I just, I could not even imagine and, you being know, so offended <laughs> that and, what and I made we, like, wasn't we're, enough. We're at a point, and did he say how long they've been married? Um, uh, they No, but he said since we got married and moved in together five months. Okay, so, yeah, five months. They've okay. been married for five months. Okay, yeah, no. Okay, so she's just crazy because, like, there are foods that I make and I sit there and it's like, okay, I made a, what was the last dish I made that you didn't like? Was it the rice? Yeah. Okay. You didn't like the rice and it was like, I liked the rice. Everybody else liked the rice, but I, I really liked the rice. Um, it had zucchini in it. And so shredded zucchini and was actually more shredded zucchini than it was rice. Um, was I offended that you didn't like it? No. Did I, you know, was I like, Shh whatever <laughs> I, i'm a horrible boyfriend because you don't like my no. food no okay was i overreactive like what was my reaction you were disappointed yeah but that was it and that's a reasonable response is to be disappointed in something so to be like oh okay damn i thought it came out good but uh but we we know this like it's reason i don't just make plain spaghetti for you right because mm-hmm. you don't like plain spaghetti rather than trying to I'll make it and I'll figure out a way that you like it. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. 
but I have to be ready for you're not going to like it. But I mean, seriously, the portions that she he's saying that she gave her. Like, dude, I don't blame him at all. And I mean, and I'm somebody who's like, hey, burger, that burger from the fast food place, not really good for you. <laughs> but if if she's literally emaciating you, don't get me wrong. Losing seven pounds in a month is actually a good thing. Not not necessarily a bad thing. But if you're not fat and you're losing seven pounds, then your body's eating your muscle to survive. So not a good thing. And with that. You can check out all of our information. Follow our link tree below. We'd really appreciate it. Come over to our Facebook page. Thank you for those of you who are coming over to our Facebook page and following our social media. We appreciate it so much. We'll see you tomorrow. We're going to try to work on a couple of videos. We did figure out our format. It looked pretty good. I think we have a couple of good game ideas and everything. What's the one we were doing all through Walmart? Five things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so we have some we have some good ideas for some and we're going to get some of those knocked out and see what we can put up for you guys. So until then. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.